Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what we're That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. So, our new series. Christian Essentials. Christian Essentials. Christian Essentials. Christian Essentials. Now, um, this conversation we're going to have, these topics that we're going to treat in this series, they are super vital. Okay, because, you know, over time, right from the book of Acts, beginning of the church, we've had, you know, different conversations, different debates, different hotspots. You know, different, different issues that are contended with the church and usually have to do with ideologies, what the faith is about. So for us, it's important that we understand these things so that we don't, you know, so that when we see this happening again, we're like, okay, you've seen this before. Yeah, this is not, this is not new. It's, it's, not, it's not new. Okay? And we also are better able to respond to these things. Okay? So that you know what you believe I am not swayed by sweet-sounding stuff that look almost right but are destructive. Okay? Now, we'll talk about some things that will look, they will look, they might look to you a little trivial. What will now show you the meaning of the, of the, of the, of the ideology? You now see, okay, it's really not trivial. For example, down, down the line, we're going to talk about, you know, a particular guy, Arius, in, in, in the fourth century. Um, Arius of Alexandra in Egypt. Yeah, Egypt, Africa, Christianity, 400, um, the fourth century. Okay, so you see that it's not so in Africa. It's not, it's not, it didn't come in with the whites in, um, you know, in the 1900s. No, you know, it's Egypt, it's Ethiopia. It's long ago. All those things just bubble. So if you don't know these things, you let them just bubble. You, you know, just swept through and through by all sort of um, interesting, interesting stuff. All right, glory to God. Glory to God. So Jude one three to three and four. So I'm talking about Arius in Egypt, Arius in Alexandria, the fourth century. Now, this guy came up with a doctrine that said Christ, just Christ, was not, is not God, that is a created being, that God created him. Okay? That even though he came, he died and stuff like that, but that was not God, it was a created being. You know, and this led to riots, as in they, they, they rioted over it, they had major issues over it and all that. Now, those things might look to you. Maybe they just argue, just no, but it has consequence. Now, only God could save man. Man could not save man. So whoever would come and pay the price for man has to be God and man. It can't be man alone. It can't, it can't be, he has to be God because, you know, we'll go further to that. I don't want to go into that discussion yet. But you see that these things have consequences, okay? So we understand, you know, why these issues are important. Are we good? All right. So Jude 1, 3, and 4. So our first topic today is introducing topic, introduction to Christian essentials. Introducing the topic Christian essentials, okay? Jude 1, 3, and 4. Dear Jude friends, 1, 3, and 4, yeah. Dear friends, 
Although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. For certain okay. individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who are pervert, who pervert the grace of God into a license of immorality and deny Jesus Christ as sovereign and Lord. You see that? It says that um, I'll let's write to you about something else entirely, okay, to talk more about you know, faith with she and stuff like that. But before necessary to, to write to you, to exhort you to contend earnestly for the faith, look at that, which was once for all delivered to all the saints. What's the point? The faith was once and for all delivered to all. The, so he's saying that there will be no innovation in this thing. You see that? There will be no new rema. There will be no innovation. That the faith is the same faith you know, that was delivered to them from the beginning. So we'll see along this series that, um, that we contend for orthodoxy. We contend for orthodoxy. Orthodoxy means you know, what is from the past, what is old. You get. It's not, it's not, it's not the. You know, when we hear orthodox church, you get angry. Uh, old school church. You know, they might have abused the term, right? But it just means you know, um, the original belief, the, you know, what was from the past, what was. All right, so we'll see that all through the church history, there was always a contention over new revelation and what was already established, you know, by the apostles at the beginning. So our, our, our drive, our, um, our desire should be to discover what was laid down. Do you understand what was laid down so we don't fall into the same traps over and over and over again. Okay? So this is, this is a very important conversation. So beyond just what we'll see today, I, I, I encourage you to, if you can, lay hold of Christian history books and just study. You'll find, you see a lot of, a lot of you know, things that would interest you that would probably, okay, this is true. When you see those people, they're like, oh, this was, this happened in, in 300 BC. Ah, yeah, it's the same thing, right? This has happened over and over and over and over again. All right? Good? Awesome. Okay, open to Titus 1. Titus 1 from verse 9 to 11. Titus 1 from verse 9 to 11. You must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught, so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Please pause. You must hold firmly to what? To what? I have to go again. Hold firmly to what? You must hold firmly to trustworthy message. As it as has, it has been, been taught. Again, as it has been taught. Now, it is so vital. He's, saying, he's talking about, about, about you know, condition to be a bishop, to be, to, be, to be a pastor, to be a teacher. He's saying that you don't come and give us new rema. That, you know, I just have this new rema. It's not in the Bible, though, but I had a dream. You know, God appeared to me. He's saying this, that he must hold firmly to what was taught. Do you understand? Again, he must hold firmly to what? To what has been taught. So it means that we should always seek to understand what has been taught. Do you understand? Please go on. So it says so that, you know, can encourage us by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. 
refute those who oppose it. You know, in a way, in a way, you know, we don't like arguing. Actually, even I don't like, I don't like, I don't like what, I don't like arguing. But it's a place of actually refuting wrong doctrine. Because things that, that, that are not challenged, they spread. Okay? Things unchallenged, lies unchallenged, gain wings and spread very far. So, in our bid to be chilled and be fair, well, you know, sometimes we allow things to just go on, go on over and over until they take over. So, we have to deliberately refute wrong doctrine, refute lies. This is what it means to contend for the faith. It's not in rioting or in carrying placards, you know, or in. Um, in yeah, well, hashtags are good because you have, by hashtags, you are, you are spreading your, your own opinion. It's a battle of ideology. It's usually about um, ideologies, opinions. You understand? So we have to deliberately, you know, refute those who oppose sound teaching. This is what it means to contend earnestly for the faith. Please go on. For there are many rebellious people, full of meaningless talk and deception, especially those of the uncircumcision. Of the circumcision. Take it again, please. Especially those of the circumcision group. Yes. For there are many rebellious people, full of meaningless talk and of the circumcision group. Of the circumcision group. Use your phone. Yeah. Of the circumcision group. This circumcision. Okay? Now, the issue, the issue back then was this. There are people that enter the church to tell them they must circumcise. That even if you are sick, it does not matter. They must go and, you know, um, do circumcision. So, over and over again, see, people just scraping with all sorts of doctrines. It's not new. People are scraping with their own interesting ideas, okay? But it's telling them that you have to be willing of those people that come and tell you to add this to your faith. Like, before you can be truly saved, though, let them circumcise you. Okay, so telling them, be weary of such people. It says there are many rebellious people full of meaningless talks. It says, you know, they even go about everywhere. You know, it says they must be silenced. Look at that. It says they must be silenced. Look at that. That they must be silenced because they are disrupting whole households by teaching things that they ought not to teach. They must be silenced. Is that important? They, why? Um, ideologies grow. See, the way the world is right now, you'll be shocked at how, how fast a sweet idea can grow. As in, the way ideas grow in the world is so, as in, like, like last year, this thing was daft. How come it's not popular? That's how it works. Like, for five years, this was a very stupid idea. How come now it's popular? That is how ideologies work. If you don't challenge it, it gains wings. So when you see, when you look at the, the, our media right now, when you see different companies are farming nonsense, you know, organizations are now farming nonsense, as in, organizations, they are farm trash that doesn't concern them. Now I wonder what is young with what's young with them um, with them um, um, I saw on this recently with people that people that menstruate. Like what's what's the business of 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 your company? Do you get my point here? But is is that when things are not challenged, they become popular. They become strongholds. You understand? So it's a they are teaching things that they ought not to teach, and it says and that for the sake of dishonest gain. So, if you don't know the truth, you would not know what to contend against. You understand? So, we must notice that number one, the Christian faith is heavily opinionated. The Christian faith is heavily opinionated. It's not the English, it means do as you like. Amen, my Bible brothers. Love you too. All right? I'm outside, guys. Right? Outside, babes. Yeah, that's cute. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> okay, the Christian faith is 
heavily opinionated. In fact, Jesus Christ is called the Logos of God. The Word of God. God's body of knowledge. Okay, so it's, it's a faith that has a body of knowledge. In fact, we have to book the Bible. Okay, so it is not, you can't just cook up your own ideas. The Christian faith is heavily opinionated. Why? Because Jesus Christ, the truth, meaning there is truth. And if there is truth, there are lies. Do you understand? So Jesus Christ is the truth, meaning that is the frame of reference of everything that is true. So, if there is truth, there is obviously lie. Glory to God. Okay? So we must discover what is true. Amen. Amen. Alright? 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 17. 2 Timothy, 10, 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 17. 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 17. 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 17. Are we there? Are we following? Is it good so far? Making sense? Second Timothy 3, 10 to 17. All right, shoot. You, however, know all about my teaching, Glory. my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings, what kind of these things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ should be persecuted. While evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you've learned and have become convinced of, because you know those whom you learned it from. Again, pause. It says, but as for you, continue in what? What you have learned and have been convinced of. Because you know those from whom you learned it. So tell Timothy. See, you will hear all sorts of things. That's what he talks Timothy. You will hear sort of doctrines. But you continue in what you have learned. Continue in what you have learned. Be weary of the new thingy, the new stuff. Be weary of what does not have root in scripture. Be weary of innovation, of deep. You know? Ah, can you deep gone? Please, why are you dipping the deep? Check, is it true? That it sounds deep and sweet does not make it true. You understand? So, because all through church history, these same things happen over and over. In fact, there's a time when this was that church leader that believed that when you're reading scripture, there are many to the Bible. You know, there's the you know, literal meaning and there's the spiritual meaning. For example, when you say Jesus Christ went, you know, was on the road to Emmaus. And he saw the two disciples. Like, you know, now put the spiritual meaning to that. You know, are you on a journey to my... You know, a lot of issues that, you know, try to stay with what you have been taught. Okay? The search for new and for deep gets people in trouble. It leads into error. Do you understand? So, go, go on. 15. And how from infancy, yeah. how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through right. faith in Jesus. Yeah. All scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. 17. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see that? This from infancy. 
you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation okay through faith in Christ it says all scripture look at that it's telling the guy Timothy that you must not go out of scripture because the faith in Christ has a body of knowledge that whatever remedy you're going to get must be scripture well interpreted do you understand okay it's telling Timothy that your foundation for theology and for life must be from scripture not man's opinion not your day's trends Okay? Not what is cool in your day. He says it's useful for, see, scripture is God pretend, is inspired by God. Useful for what? Teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Says, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay, so again, the faith we have in Christ has a textbook. Search the scripture, okay, to know what is. Don't be innovative. Don't try to adapt it to, you know, to, to the day's trends. Okay? Is that good? Yes, now, we see us that Jesus Christ has found documentation. Okay? He has found what was written in the scripture. Even the OT. Christ has found it. Look at that. Go to Luke 24. Luke 24. Luke 24, verse 25 27. Luke 24, 25 27. He said to them, yeah. How foolish. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. That's savage. Okay. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. Look at that. So beginning with Moses, the books of Moses, the five books of Moses, and the prophets, he showed them what was written about him. Because affirming scripture, even Christ was affirming what was written. He didn't come and say, I am Yahweh, I can tell you anything. Okay? Even he went back to affirm scripture. Okay? So you have to show them that these things that are saying right now, that the things written and promised from Moses to the prophets, Meaning that even Christ had to show them, show them the formula, show them, show the working. See that? See that? So we are meant to live by the book. Live by the book. What is written? John 5 39. John 5 39. John 5 39. John 5 39. You study the scriptures diligently. Because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about You see that? The scriptures testify about Jesus. So Jesus Christ himself affirms the written word. Jesus affirms the written word. So God cared so much. He made sure he documented, you know, his words. He told Habakkuk, write it down. Write it down. Why? For you, for me. So that in these days, you know, be able to say this is what was written. Look at that. So even God believes in document, God believes in documentation. God believes in taking things down. Note it down. Okay? So Christ affirmed what was written from the beginning. From our roots in Judaism. 
he affirms, you know, what was written. Glory to God. Thank God it's not enough for faith in Christ, okay? Number three, our faith is not just an empty religion. Now, you know when it's an empty religion, you can um, freestyle. You know, you can cook up as you go, and you can make it up as you go. It's just, just religion. You know, for example, you know, if you worship, worship nature, you can change it tomorrow from worshiping stone, worshiping flowers. It's, it's fine, okay? You can move as you go on. You can change as you go. You can, you can make new, new doctrine together. Ah, when you do like to the, to the stone, the stone will dance like this. You know, you can make it, you can cook it up as you go. But we don't, it's not, not an empty religion, okay? It is faith that is based on knowledge. We are to know what we believe and why, okay? Because our faith is based on the revelation of God. Is characteristics and traits. So we're talking about knowing a person, knowing, you know, knowing a being. Okay? Knowing God. He has characteristics, he has traits. You cannot make it up. You cannot form it. You can't decide it. You have to learn it. Get my point here? You cannot decide how God is. You learn how God is. You can't decide what God likes or hates, what he affirms. You will learn what he likes and affirms. So we are called to, you know, to a body of knowledge. Did you understand? First Peter 3.15. First Peter 3.15. First Peter 3.15. But in your heart, serve the Lord as Lord. Yeah, we're very much Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Says, always be ready to give an answer when they ask you for the reason, you know, the reason behind the faith you have. So ours is a reasonable faith. People say faith is just faith. No, 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 no. Ours is a reasonable faith. A faith that is backed up by evidence. A faith based on real events, not what we cooked up. A faith backed by evidence. See, God is not telling you to just believe anything. Not telling you just believe because, no. If faith has evidence, things that actually happened and are documented in history. So he says that you should know what you believe and why. See, if you don't, then you'll be swept to and fro by everything. Whatever sounds to just move you, you know, says no. You must understand, you must know what you believe. Meaning that ours is a teaching faith. Amen. So it means they cannot also ask questions. Okay, why is so? Because it's a reasonable faith. Now, you might not fully get everything because God is, God is vast, right? But, you know, reasonably, there are things written for us to know and understand. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. Yeah. Then the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, infants tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of Look at that. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. 
from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself in love as each part does its work. You see that? So he said that we no longer be tossed to and fro. He says we have to be taught and know our essentials. So you know, be tossed to and fro by every, you know, by every wave, blown here, blown there, by every new deep, okay? So he says that we are rooted, you know, in knowing what we believe and why. This is the purpose of the church. The church is a school. The church is a family. And yet, you know, in every, every family, the first job is to train children, to train. So the church is a family that trains. He gave the apostles, the prophet, for the purpose of equipping the body to train you to know what we believe and why. So church is not just vibes or entertainment or, you know, just sing, you know, sing and do drama nights is good, right? But there must be a foundation of sound teaching so we know what we believe and why. Someone will say, Pastor, you are always saying these things. Yes, it's get why. <laughs> It has reason. We are in, you know, an age of ideologies. Glory to God. So we have got to be more and more aware of what we believe. We have to do every time remembrance of the things, of the essentials, so you don't lose ground. See the way it works. When ideology begins to become popular, if you are not careful, you begin to doubt what you believe. Like... Maybe it's not bad, though. You know, the way, the way it works, it starts with, this is evil, it's nonsense. But after one year of seeing it, it's bad, it's nonsense. After six months, after three months, they should just do their thing, diary. After a few weeks, you know, begin to affirm it. So we have to deliberately, 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 okay, um, know what we believe and stand for it. Amen. Amen. Alright? Unity is impossible or difficult. Look at this. Follow me. Unity is impossible or difficult without us knowing and agreeing on what we believe. Especially the essentials. We cannot be united or, you know, you know, um, if we don't agree on the essentials, I'll take it again. Unity is what? Impossible or difficult without us knowing and agreeing on what we believe, especially the essentials. First Corinthians 1.10. 1 Corinthians 1.10. 1 Corinthians 1.10. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another. Look at that. What you say, and there will be no division amongst you, but, but that you may be perfectly united in mind and thoughts. Look at that. It says, agree in what you say, that there will be not, no division amongst you. That happens when you agree in what you are saying, in what you believe. When you don't believe what you are, when you don't agree on what you believe in, there will be divisions. Because right in the body of Christ, there's, there's division. Why? We don't agree on the essentials. We've allowed people to come with new stuff to, you know, to, to disrupt subtly the things we have believed. All right? Are we good? Number five. 
all over church history, we are still certain people, you know, that have crept in with you know, crept in sometimes subtly wrong, but at the same time, dangerous new teachings. Again, all over church history, we have seen this happen over and over again. Certain people have crept in with sometimes subtly wrong, but at the same time, dangerous new teachings. Other times, they are obviously super wrong teachings. This has been part of the church, you know, from the beginning. This is what we have had to face over and over again. A battle of ideologies. Guys, I'm distracted. Let's all, if you are are recording the story with me, let's be seated, please. Thank you. All right? This has been a battle we have had to face over and over again. A battle of ideologies, of arguments and knowledge. First Timothy 1, 1 to 6. First Timothy 1, 1 to 6. First Timothy 1, 1 to 6. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus our hope. To Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. And I urge you, when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus, so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer, or to devote themselves to meat and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculation rather than advancing God's word work, which is by faith. See that? That's why. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and good conscience and sincere faith. Some have departed from this and have turned to meaningless talk. Look at that. He says, I command you, Timothy, my son, that I urge you to stay in Macedonia, you know, in Ephesus, to stay in Ephesus, that I may command certain people not to teach, you know, false doctrines any longer. Meant what? That people were actually going about teaching false doctrines. Again, it is that has been an issue from day one. Jude said the same thing. Paul said the same thing. John, the same thing. It was the same challenge they had all over. So people have come in and said, I've told to stay back in Ephesus. Your job there is this, to lay a foundation for sound doctrine, ensuring people don't teach what they want to teach. So again, you know, it is not new, but it is what we have to know and deal with. Okay? Jude 1, 3 and 4 again. Jude 1, verse 3 to 4. Jude 1, 3 to 4. Although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. Look at that. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ as sovereign and Lord. Please look at that. Look at, look at that. Certain people have crept in. Teaching, you know, permitting morality, and also look at it, it says denying Jesus Christ, our sovereign and Lord, denying the Lordship of Christ. Denying the Lordship of Christ. You know, right now, there are denominations that are built on this lie. There are churches, in quotes, that are built on the lie that Christ is not the Son of God, that Christ is not God, is the created being. So you see, these people have crept in and they keep creeping in. So it's why not every church is church. Not every church is church. 
Okay, so you have to be weary of these things. Okay? No, don't know what it says in John, first John. It says any spirit that does not affirm Jesus Christ as God is what anti-Christ. But there are churches that don't affirm Jesus Christ as God. It means they are anti-Christ churches. If you don't know your essentials, you will fall for whatever sounds good. Maybe they pray there. Maybe they worship, you know, and they cry when they are praying. You know? <laughs> essentials. 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 Titus 1, 9 to 11. Okay, we've been there before. Galatians 1, 6, Galatians 1, 6 to 10. Galatians 1, 6 to 10. Galatians 1, 6 to 10. You see over and over again this contention of sound doctrine. Galatians I am 1, 6 astonished 10. that you are so quickly discerning, discerning the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel. Again, Paul, again, some people. Some people. Every time, you know, some, some people everywhere. Some, some people always come. Some people always, some people. Okay? So that, says they are trying to pervert the gospel. Some people. So everywhere. Titus, some people. Um, Timothy, some people. Jude, some people. John, some people. So people always come with all sorts. So be, be patient in, in followership. Who you listen to. The, the people you've mentioned to follow. Sometimes you are too eager for something new. As your Bible is burnt. A new pastor, hey, can you, as in, can you relax? Can you, because hey, hey, this pastor is vibey, you know, he wears, um, you know, fine clothes, he wears jacket, and, you know, can you just chill? Can we, can we chill? Okay, so every time, some people, some people, and sometimes it is subtle, but it's destructive. All right, so be led by scripture. And it's not scripture of one verse, so, because you can take one verse and run with it. For example, now this morning I was, I was I hope you've not seen my this sermon. So my daughter coming this morning was telling me about how, you know, how the Bible says, you know, in, in term 28, there's blessing and course. That you can pray two kind of prayers. Blessing prayer or course prayer. Okay? So when you pray for leaders, you can pray the blessing or the course over them. <laughs> now that's you're you using scripture wrongly. How do you show that guy? He even quoted James. That James said that from the bless from the mouth comes blessing and course. And I told him James said it should not be so. I had to put that. James said it should not be so. So people can run with one verse and interpret it to anything. Okay, but you should relax. It's a word being well interpreted. Please go on. I hope there is no one nice saying this, Lord. But even, if we, but even if we or angels from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them let them be under God's curse. Please, Now, people say Paul cursed. I'm, I'm not sure Paul cursed them there. I'm not sure. Because when you read for the condition, you see that he talks about that if you, are, if you want to stay under some circumcision, you are going back to the curse of the law. Going back to the curse of the law. So I think he's telling them that if you are, if you are, if you are anti on this circumcision thing, you are going back to the curse of the law. So I'm not sure he's cursing them. It, it looks more like he's telling them that if you are going back to circumcision, you are going back to the curse of the law. Okay, so please, I'm not sure. So first, I think Paul cursed. You want to have cursed your own cause too. I'm not sure Paul is cursing there. I'm not convinced he's cursing. All right, please go on. As we have already said, so now I say again <laughs> if anyone is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Look, do you see that? If anyone, if anyone, anyone is coming to a gospel other than, other than what you've already accepted, other than what is in scripture, 
when it appears, said, let them be under God's cause. Refuse it. Anyone said, even if an angel. Everyone said, eh, I had the revelation. That just, there's some, some groups that, that, that said their, 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 their pastor or their whatever, you know, met God afresh with something different. There are funny groups. We have the moments, we have all sorts of people that they, they, they saw revelation. Paul is saying here, even if you see angel, tell the angel, show me scripture, interpret it. Whenever it's at the direction of Christ, he will tell Christ, Jesus, that, oh yeah, now, book, Bible, show me. I don't, you, I don't, you don't tell him, you say one scripture, show me two or three. You get? And Christ gives me five. Because we live by scripture and book. So even if you see Jesus, once you know you saw you read Jesus, let him show you that thing in scripture, uninterpreted. You understand? You say, I had a dream, oh God, your dream, scripture and verse. This is so important. Especially if you are prophetic in a prophetic church. If, if, if you're not working in doctrine, you can't see anything. Wiring, corn, you know, church, church in Nigeria, we have, an, we have a rich history of the prophetic. But guess what? It became perverted. Perverted by wrong doctrine. It started, started well. But it became, ah, I saw you don't go out tomorrow. Don't travel to your village. What happened? Poor doctrine. So if you're prophetic, you have to see more and more be diligent in study. People can run on prophetic, can run on prophetic, can run on it. Devil can pervert it if you don't sit with the word. Be sound in teaching, in doctrine. That's why Paul says that the first job is teaching, 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 teaching. The first job is teaching what is true. Then you cannot build things on, you cannot be being to give us a bit of on, on, on the teaching. Then that way it flows with ease. No, it's right now we have a problem in Nigeria where something bad happens. Someone says is that, that God made it happen because person is not well read. Prophetic gift or sharp prophetic gift, but when you're not well read, you misinterpret promptings. God doesn't always give you word for word. It's inspiration. It's sometimes promptings that you have to have sound talking to interpret. We can both see the, see the same vision, interpret differently. Do you know that? We can see the same thing, interpret differently. Okay, you have to have a sound. Doctrinal, doctrinal bend. Okay, verse 10 there. Verse 10. Am I now trying to win the approvals of human beings <laughs> okay. or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant. See that? So it is a matter of what is true. We're not trying to please people. You cannot. That's what killed Saul. That's the error of Saul. Trying to please people. What do people want to hear? What will make my members like me? What I say tomorrow, that make them clap. I say, Pastor, that was deep. Pastor, that, you know, is that not the point? It is what is true, not what is deep. So saying, as a believer, you don't come out trying to be liked by people. And if I say, say the truth, they don't like me again, they'll cast me on social media. That's no problem. It says, if I'm trying to please people, I, I cannot be servant of Christ. I have to wait that when people like it. We they affirm this, you cannot be sent to Christ. You be rendered useless in God's service. If you care much for public opinion, you are useless to God. Because the, the world is an enemy to God. Amen. So you have to be ready that if I will stand for truth, they might not like me, and that should be fine. I showed us this morning in our discipleship group how, you know, in the Council of Nicaea, 325, June 3 to 5, the 4th century. Out, they went for this meeting of Constantine. And they went there, some of them with eyes removed. Some of them with, you know, 
wounded leg, you know, scarred body. Bishops, okay, why? For the faith, for the things they believe, they did not mind being persecuted. They were, they had their eyes. No one watched a Malzahn film, old Malzahn film, when they say, after after the movie, puts eyes. Now, you know, it's not true, that's not the point. But, <laughs> but this, and it might be true also, persecution, anything can happen, you know, anything can happen when, when, when we live yet. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Okay? What happened? They took off, this one is real life, they had their eyes removed. Someone comes to meeting, a bishop with one eye. It's not for you. It's for the faith. It's with scars, with broken limbs. And a particular emperor, Nero, used believers to light torchlight of his farm. Used believers to torchlight, to light his farm. And so, so, it's about pleasing people. You cannot be a servant of Christ. So, when it is where, right now, in our age right now, what happens to us is, is yap online and counseling. I don't think it's a big deal compared to your eyes being removed. Abby, let's wait together. Abby, let's, let's check it. In our stand for truth, in our stand for truth right now, what, what can what's what happen to you? What's what to you? What's the what can happen to you right now? I'm not sure it's to move your eyes. Especially if you're in Lagos, not in the north. If you're in Lagos, so I'm not sure they can move your eyes on it. I'm not sure. Okay, so we have to be ready to, to face persecution, to face um, backlash for standing on what we believe. See, eh, even if you are wrong and sincere, it's better than to just be there, shush of everything. You are then the same thing. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Just affirming everything. No, no, no. Even if you are wrong, even if you are sincerely wrong, I would rather you be sincere, you see you're wrong, be saying it, but to just keep quiet over everything. I tell people, I like, I, I, I prefer um, passion, you know, with immaturity, to mature silence, mature no passion. We can, we can guide passion. Abi, we can help you mature. That person without the fire, is problem. Is that, is, that, is that to channel a moving car? And you, start, and you start a car to get moving. Am I correct? Is that, is that to direct a moving, a moving car? And to direct a static car? T- try to turn a static car and turn a moving car. It's different. In my point. So I'd rather us be passionate about the things we believe. So as you grow and learn, be expressive, content for the faith. Don't be too, too bottled down. What people will say about you, they will talk. Anyway, they will talk. If you preach, they will talk. If you don't preach, they will also talk. And they say they believe, but they don't say that. They don't really believe. They will say yab you. They don't yab you outside. They yab you in their minds. If you say it's a Christian, it does not preach to me. It doesn't say, it doesn't say anything. In his Bible, he said, I'm going to FIR, and he's not telling me. They know. And I wonder why you're not saying it. They know. They wonder why you're not talking. They know your Bible. They know that it's true. They're not wondering why is my best friend not telling me this. Thing. He doesn't know, or it's not true. So they are thinking about it. They are thinking about it. Do you understand? 1 John 2, 1829. 1 John 2, 1829. Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last Please hour. Please pause so. If Antichrist came then, I mean, I didn't know. If Antichrist were available then on the earth, what about now? What about now? So the Antichrist, you know, it's not about the final Antichrist I'm talking about. They are Antichrist already. 
Do you understand? So sometimes let me go to the Antichrist. We're missing out on the Antichrist everywhere. Please go on. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained in us. But they are going. This is nice. But they are going to show that none of them belong to us. For you have an anointing from the Holy One. Look at that. And all of you know the truth. Please pause, please pause. I want to explain this first. Now, it says you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. Now, it's not saying you can't be confused. But it's saying that if you practice listening to the Holy One, the Holy Spirit inside of you, that you, be, you get from telling you, this is not true, relax. Again, you get that. Now, we have in us the Holy Spirit that prompts us to what is true. Sometimes when you hear something, you have, you have something, you're having that check, you have that check here telling you, oh, God, chill, this, this is not fully true. Don't run with it yet. What happens to most people? A lot of people get used to believing lies that that, that check just goes off. If, if you keep on hearing lies and you keep on enjoying lies, check just... You just just hear it again. You won't hear him again. It doesn't matter. You don't hear him again. But you know, I had an example can I take his gift. Talk about new believers. These Chinese believers just just got born again. Chinese couple, and they went to this church, and you know what happened is this: that this particular pastor called the guest speaker, the guest teacher, and the teacher took all his members away with wrong doctrine. Took all of them, took all of them away. Pastor had lost members to guest teacher. Okay, <laughs> so so. Um, this Chinese couple went to that guest teacher's ministry and they heard stuff and they were like, it didn't just feel right. New believer. It didn't just feel right. It didn't just feel right. But guess what? People in church that have been in church all the while, they were with it. Sometimes if you don't cultivate this inner witness, it goes off. Why right? for a young believer, sometimes it's like it's sharper than it's sharper. Because why? It's not a corrupt, that's not yet become shushed by, 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 by um, disobedience and ignoring it. So he's saying that we all have this inner witness. We all have this check. What should you do? This thing. When he says relax, you should relax and go and check. Don't make him say, ha, ah, you know. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Please go on. Are we learning? Is it good? Yes, sir. Please go on. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do not know it. Because you know, because because you, you know it yeah. and because no life comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. Those are them. As for you, okay. <laughs> the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. For as his anointing teaches you about the things, and as that, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it taught you, remain in him. Now, and now, dear children, continue in him, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his and if you and if if you know that he is righteous and know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. Now look at that. So he says, you know, again, some people have come. Watch out for them. The same issue all over and over again. This should show now the other verses are showing not the same thing. You see, you see it in, in 1 John 3, 7 to 10. 
First John 4, 1 to 6, Revelation 2, 12 to 29. You see, it's a common theme all over Scripture. Let's go to Revelation 2. Revelation 2. Revelation 2, 12 to 29. Yeah. To the angels of the church in Pergamon, write, These are the words of him who has the shaft of the sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne, yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city, where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some of you who hold to the teaching of Obadam. See this thing, it's a matter of teaching. Again, teaching of some people. Please go on. Who taught Balaam to entice the Israelite Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to gods and committed sexual immorality. So it's comparing what, what's happening in their day to the teaching of Balaam and Balak in the Old Testament. Okay? okay see that? You see that? So it says it's teaching them, teaching them to sacrifice to idols and to engage in immorality. Again, what some people taught, the teaching is important. Now, there are people that teach us today there are supposedly Christian churches and Christian pastors that are saying being gay is okay. There are churches like that, and there are, in quotes, pastors like that. They call themselves progressive Christians, progressive Christians. Well, look at this. Documented long ago, that these people come over and over. You know why? It is the same spirit at work, spirit of error. That same line spirit from the beginning. See, Demons don't die, you know that? So you can see sometimes that the same, you can see the same demonic patterns. The same demonic patterns. And guess what? It crept into the church then. And it has crept in again now. The same demonic patterns. What you see in scripture and you see today, you are not moved because you've seen it before. You have seen it before. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yes, sir. Please go on. Likewise, you also have you also have those who hold to the teachings of Nosleans. Of Nicol- Nicolaitans. Yeah. Repent, therefore. Otherwise, I will come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Seven ten. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the eating manna. I will also give that a person a white stone with a name, with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. To the angels of the church in time. To the angel, angel, single angel, yeah. Yeah. Go on. These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are blazing, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and whose feet are burnished bronze. I know your deeds your love, your faith, your service, your perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself imperfect. By her teaching, she misleads my servant into sexual immorality and eating the food sacrificed to the Please pause. You see the same issue again. People with interesting teachings... So now, in liking this particular woman now to Jezebel, again, it's not as if Jezebel showed up again, but the spirit of Jezebel at work. That's lion spirit. 
Awesome. So we have to know what we believe and stand on it because it will always happen over and over again. The enemy's favorite attack, as we'll see in the Garden of Eden, is did God really say? Right from the beginning, his favorite attack is this did God really say? He went to Christ, went to Christ and prayed the same, the same, wanted to play the same trick on, on Christ. Did God really say? It, or it is written, to not pervert what is written. So his favorite warfare is about ideologies. Ideologies. So we'll see in 1 Corinthians 10 3 to 5. 1 Corinthians 10, 1 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. 1 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. For what I receive, I pardon. 1 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Glory to Jesus. Are we there? Technical. 1 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Oh, holy. Holy is our God. Holy is Yahweh. They all ate the yeah. same spiritual food. Yeah. And drank the same spiritual drink. And they drank from spiritual rock that accompanied them, and the rock was Christ. Is that what I want? Miss Oro. Second Corinthians 10. Second Corinthians, sorry. Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Yes, yeah, Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Thank you. Yeah. Although we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Yeah. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. Or the contrary. On the contrary, they have the, they, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Look at that. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to See that? Because we don't wage war as the world does. Our weapons of warfare are not weapons of the world. They're not carnal. Since on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's what it's called strongholds in verse 5. It says we demolish arguments, ideologies, arguments, everything that puts itself up a case knowledge of God. So our major warfare is about ideologies. Argument, teachings. Says we take captive every thought. Look at that. So our, our warfare is more in the intangibles than the tangibles. Ideologies, opinions, thoughts. See that? So the devil wages war with you mostly in the thought realm, in the knowledge realm. That's why it's called the prince of the power of the air. Okay, opinions, ideologies, the things that are spread in your airways. All right? So we have to know what we believe for this purpose. Glory to God. Some of these things are pretty, you know, for our faith. Yeah, it's essential to our faith. It's essential to saving faith. We must know them. Okay? There are things that without which, without, if we don't believe those things, our faith is futile. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Awesome. Ten minutes. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received on which you received, on which you are taking your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, 
Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some are falling asleep. Then he appeared to James and then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. Look at that. He says that I am mind of the gospel you've heard, on which you believed and have taken your stand. He says this is the gospel upon which you took your stand. So there is a gospel upon which your stand is built. When that foundation is, 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 is out of place, your faith is vain. You see my point? So they are essentials to saving faith. They are essentials to saving faith. Please go on. Go to, go to verse 12. Verse 12. Yeah. For if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. <laughs> and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Okay. More than that, we are then found to be false witness about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. So he's showing them that your small doctrinal issue this is the consequence. That when you just say that the dead are not raised, if the dead are not raised, you just say your mouth, dead are not raised, it's flippant to you. But it means that Christ is not raised. Christ is not raised, you are, still, you are dead in your sins. You are not saved. So he's showing them some reasons that are essential to saving faith. So when you hear a new ideology, check the implication. What does this mean? What does this mean? Do you understand? So also, when you're interpreting scripture, now we have some very difficult parts of scripture that is not easy to interpret. When you're interpreting it, shall be checking the implication of what you are saying. If it means this one doesn't imply. Do you hear my point here? You have to be, you know, the Bible has to be essential. When you know the essentials, you can guide the Bible interpretation around the essentials. Okay, please finish. Go on. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. <laughs> Look at that. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are all we, we, we are, are of all people to, to be pitied. So if dead is not raised, Christ is not raised. It means we will also not be raised. It means our hope ends in this life. Because if our hope ends in this life, then we are most, most of all people to be pitied. Verse 33, go to verse 33. Verse 33. 33. 33. 33. 33. 33. 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Now, the bad company here is not, not bad behavior. It's a company of bad teaching. It says, don't, be, don't be misled. Wrong company will corrupt good character. When you get yourself in the midst of people that believe wrongly, it can influence you. See, the point here is this is how important this is. 
Are we learning? Yes, sir. So, we are to know God and contend for what has been put in our care. Knowledge of God as recorded in Scripture. We call it orthodoxy. Okay? The Christian faith is an important thing that is ancient. It's not new, it's an ancient body of knowledge. We are to learn what is true, what the apostles believed and the editor practiced, okay? As we can write it, discern in scripture rather than creating our own. First Timothy 6. First Timothy 6. First Timothy 6. First Timothy 6. All who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their master's body of full respect, so that God's name and our teachings may not be slandered. Those who have the living masters should not show them disrespect just because they are fellow believers. Yeah. Instead, they should serve them even better because their masters are dear to them as fellow believers and are devoted to the welfare of their slaves. These are the things you are to teach and insist on. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the godly teaching, they are conceited and understand nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrel about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicion, and constant friction between people of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to gain financial gain. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Look at that. Go to verse 20. Verse 20. Verse 20. Verse 20. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge. Look at that. 21. 21. 21. Yeah. Which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all. Yeah. It says, guard what has been put in your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas. Okay? What is falsely called knowledge. Knowledge. Okay? It says, some have professed this knowledge. And in so doing, I've departed from the faith. People's faith can be corrupted by wrong teaching. Why Paul told them in Galatians, you make yourself circumcised to, to please God. It says, your faith is full you are, you are Your faith is vain. So wrong teaching, wrong believing can get in the way of your faith in Christ. So God has been put in your care. Guard your heart. Be really what you listen to. Be careful what goes in. Sometimes, a wrong teaching can take years to undo. The way thoughts work, one bad teaching can take you years to, to, to undo. Some, of, some people can be so charismatic and so, so convincing in their speech. While saying the most demonic things, they are so convincing. So, God what has been kept in your care. Some people just want, want to have pastors. Just, just go on YouTube and just look for pastors. They now have, some people now have a like, database of 20 pastors. See that database. Um, can I take in? Can I call plan? Um, they are good, though. 
MFM, Deeper Life. What about this guy? TV Joshua. They have, some people have, I'm like, what are you looking for? See, their playlist, their database, 20 ministers, only you, constipation. Okay, you hear, 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 you're not confused. Because some of them don't agree. Okay? So don't be, don't, don't be too lazy to read your Bible. I'm looking for cast everywhere because you are lazy to read your Bible. Do you understand? God has been kept in your care. Alright? So the early church in Scripture and all church centuries after, they all sought to maintain orthodoxy. The old is better. The old is better. What was given to us is better. So always check, does this align with what we have been taught? Did Paul affirm this? Did Peter affirm this? Did John affirm this? Alright? It is subtly creeping in, even in the area of marriage. Area of marriage. How did the Bible talk about the Christian home? Husband love, wife submits. The Christian home. Now, ladies, when they, when they submit, they are triggered. But it's scripture, man. It's scripture, sir. It's scripture. Scripture. Husband loves love with everything you have. Love like Christ loved and laid down his life. My point here is scripture. It's not to lie, it's scripture. It's scripture. So be weary of the new things. I hear let me say even believing women that in our day, ha, in our day, putting table. In these days, I will do so and so for my husband. In these days, if your issue is in these days, you are wrong. It's scripture, not in these days. If you want to have your life, we God to have it. Go to the word. Build your life on the word. Don't fall for the spirit of your age. Oman Temben. You cannot be the Christian home. That will bring Christian principles. It will fail. It will form. They will beat you blue black. It will whoop, it will whoop you. It will, see, this is, this is joy. Let me just creep into, into Christian homes in my own idea. Let me just creep in there. You know, it's small, small, small division, small, small utility. It just creeps and it gets their children. See, it's after the kids, it's after the children. It's after the children. When daddy is beating mommy, he's getting that son. He's getting the son. When that is a drunkard, he's getting the son. When that just takes little bottles of, 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 of wine, the son is watching, you take plenty. The guy is a smart bastard. It's after the child. Daddy takes wine, it's not bad. So he goes, you, you took just one cup per, per month or social gathering. Your son is watching you. To him, it's not bad. Took, he took small minutes, it's not bad. What will he do? He will start taking small, you will take plenty. Orthodoxy. Orthodoxy. It might look like you are doing too much, but you are being wise. We flee from evil. We flee from evil. Don't let your small cup of wine make your child do something stupid with wine. You only took small, you took after you, you took big, you went to drive. God forbid this in your life. It might look like you are being too extra, but you have to be thinking like you have wisdom. Think beyond today. Think beyond today. 
Let this be do before that. When you, when, you, when, you be, when you get married and, 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 and have your own, she'll stop totally. She'll stop. They're not bad, though, but ah, you have become more responsible. Have wisdom, too. I'm, I'm digressing. Before you got married, you had the, you know, every night you come out to bring your friends down, come back at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Okay, when you marry, after work, it's home. Draw your triangle, church, home, work, be fine with it. Anyway, I'm going to take wife along with you. Yeah. Anywhere else, anywhere else, anywhere else, anywhere else, anywhere else, anywhere out of it. Take your wife with you, mad day. So you have to be careful of new things. The age, spirit of the age. I'm directing a lot. My, my father growing up, my father, we, we, we know where he is. We know, where, we know where he is. We know where he is. That is not at work or church, it's at home. Doesn't have boys group. See married men, you have a clique of boys, you go and anger together. Now spend hours, the wife at home cooking. You are out with the boys. And call how is my son? Think of, you are out there with the boys. Your son is watching. He will out with the boys also. Be proper role models. Your home is... Thank you, Lord. I like what God is doing right now. We are completing last week's service. I didn't plan this. Last week's service. All right? That's so awesome. Yeah. It's so vital. If you be the Christian home, built on scripture, built on the word, built on sound discipline, sound discipline, sound discipline, husband love, husband's love, husband's lead. Wives, help your husband to lead. Don't drag it with him. Once you do, your children see it and they, they will break that, that authority. Once you say you don't submit to your husband, you're trying to in trouble. Don't submit to him. Don't submit to him. Once you make a question him, they'll question him also. Once you make fights with him, fights with him, they'll fight with him also. They are watching what you are doing. Yeah, that's why I like when you want to argue. Lock the room. Arguing with, with no voice. I don't like what you did. I don't like what you did. It's good. They should not hear outside. Your kids should not be seeing that. They will learn, you see. And once your authority in the home is broken, that home is destroyed. Once there's, there's nobody that can say, stop, and everybody stops, there's trouble. So even when you're, when you're, when you're outside your, your husband, when it's stop, you don't agree. It's first stop first. Because your children are watching. If you break that head, that's in trouble. Check homes where the man is the head. Look at the children. Where the, where the daddy, mom is not, not arguing, arguing with daddy. Check the children. Check the sons. Check homes where daddies don't love their wives. Check the women. These things are so important, guys. The Bible does not joke with these things. It's so real. When it says women submit, it is so vital. You cannot be the Christian home out of this. You cannot, it cannot work. It cannot work. So content is so vital. It's Bible doctrine. Content for it. Husband loves you, you die. Wife submit. Submit. It doesn't make you foolish, but it makes you wise. For your children's sake. For your own happiness' sake. Bible as far as talking about Peter, about, about Peter talking about Sarah. That Sarah called Abraham Lord. To you, I said you. <laughs> the home is being built. They are both happy. You're angry that eh, you're always doing that. I said, I said, I was wondering, is that God? Is it your problem? Is it your husband? Glory to God. Do you get? Be weary of the new things. Stay on scripture. You cannot be obeying God and go wrong. See, even if men don't pay you back, you are obeying God. You my point here? You are obeying God. You are doing God's wisdom. Even if the man, wife, wife is not respecting the love, you are obeying God. You are doing your part. 
might not be cool to say, but it's a fact. And you will see over time. So it works. People don't, people don't listen. You will not see over time. You see the issues. You will see it. It always come up. It might take 10 years to show. It will show. If you break the HRP to bite, and it doesn't bite nicely. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is so important, guys. So important, guys. Stay with scripture. Stay with scripture. When you see, when you see just the black American homes right now, check the statistics where others live home. Check. Disaster, trouble. All this homosexuality thinking it's because lack of identity. Lack of lack of identity. A poor family background most times. Alright? The family structure is so important to God. Malachi 4, talk about Malachi 3, Malachi 3 or 4. His family is so important because why? God desires a godly offspring from the families. God is after your children. So he told Abraham, he says, I know Abraham will train children after me. As God talks about I know Abraham will train his kids to follow me. Will God brag about you, sir? Now, he didn't say Sarah. He said Abraham. Why? I don't know, but he said so. Because the man leads the home. The man is a source of vision for the home. Vision proceeds from the man. Why did God do that? I don't care. That's, that's, you can argue it out by scripture. Alright? So of course you, you discuss together about the vision. Of course, because in, in, in loving also you carry people along. Love yes, you know when you say love as though you will die. It means that you, you agree, you submit your, your will to the person also. There's, in that there's cause of mission. You get when there's love, that kind of love, there's cause of mission. Okay, you, you don't just do I'm the boss. No, no, no. There's co- there's cooperation, there's agreement. Okay, it's not just you forcing your own will on the person. There's so there, there's there is um partnership in that. Okay. What is so important, okay? This is so important that men lead your own. So vital. So I can, I can jump from there right now. I'm done there. All right. So the apostles didn't form scripture. They were taught by Jesus. And they documented what they were taught. You see that? They were taught and they documented what they were taught. Now, we've seen Acts 1, 1 to 9. That, you know, after Christ was resurrected, he appeared to them for 40 days. And he taught them what? About the kingdom. He taught them for 40 days. Now, before they taught them for 10 and a half years, but after all, he taught them again for 40 days. So, the epistles, you know, they contain what the apostles were taught. That's what they handed over to us. Even Paul, Paul talked about Galatians 1, that what, 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 what the gospel he preached, Christ taught him, Christ taught him, right? But even after, he sent back to the apostles to show them, this is what, this is what I'm teaching, is it true? And they, have, they affirmed it. So we don't just make stuff up, okay? It is what is written. Do we see that? So, of course, there are some cultural undertones in scripture. When you say, okay, this is not, this is not doctrine. It's when you say, cover your air and stuff like that. When you read it, it's not, it's not really universal. But again, don't go about saying anything you don't like, call it, it's not, it doesn't apply. Be careful. Okay, let there be a method to your study. Is that good? So we'll live by the teaching of the apostles as documented in scripture. Glory to God. So this is our, this is our assurance, our, our, our anchor for our hope that God does not change. His character is fixed. He has an unchanging nature. So we have to learn that nature, not create it. Learn it as documented in Scripture. Learn his character. Learn what he affirms, what he wills. Hebrews 13 says, just Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. It will not change. 
What he said before, he is saying now. What he did before, he is doing now. And this is super comforting. Because it means that you can, you can trust in him. Do you understand? Because it, it, won't, it won't switch on you. It won't change on you. So you can trust in him, knowing that he is constant. Okay? So we have, you can lean on a rock that cannot be moved. Why do you need to in a rock that will move tomorrow morning? You don't know if that rock will still be there. You know, if, if, if tomorrow will change, you're going to say, ah, I don't know if I'm you know? No, but we are lean on a rock that cannot be moved. So you can lean and be confident because that rock will not move on you. So that's what learn. His character is straight. Are we blessed? Yes. Can we rise? Father, we thank you. Can you just give him thanks? Ancient words. Help me. Have a true man that get the office. Get the other side of us. Changing me. Have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words. God, I love the Ashton go better than the Ashton go. Ancient words. Ever true. Changing me, changing you. And changing you. And changing you. Man, the Question here. Someone is asking me, interestingly, that no talking about about Orthodox and the Bible. That Paul talked about women not women not um, not talking in church and stuff like that. Again, see, we have to be careful. Okay, um, chapter seven cannot contradict chapter fourteen. When Paul says in chapter, in chapter seven that when a woman prophesies, she cover her hair and stuff like that. Abi, now can cannot say in chapter fourteen that women should not talk in church. Do you get? He cannot say that I said something else and for another thing. So this is the question. What does he mean that I fourteen? Do you understand? When he says, when we talk about Corinthians 12, that the, if anyone has a prophecy, they will let him talk. He cannot be saying no in 14. Women should not talk. Do you understand? So the question is, what is he saying in 14? Go and do a proper research. I'm not going to talk about that, okay? But you cannot be telling us that Paul said in 7, women should talk. And in 14, we should not talk. No, go and check what it means. People have argued all, all over the ages, right? When you look at, when you look at, when you read the Bible very clearly, women did ministry all over. They had, they had the female apostles. Paul talked about the first Corinthians, Romans 16. Listed about about five or so women that served with him. Priscilla and Aquila, they were pastors of their of their of their of their church in their house. So they were also ministers. So go and check what it means. Don't confuse yourself. Go and check what it means and what it does not mean. So start from first, what it does not mean. So if women talk in First Corinthians 7 and Romans 16, it means that women talk. That cannot be what it means. So first remove what it does not, what, what it does not mean. They can begin to see what it means. 
Now, some people say which might be true. They're talking about women chatting in church. Nah, the pastor is preaching. That's happening your husband. Hey, I want to say, kiniko, 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 kiniko. You know, maybe women are chatting. Maybe they're chatting. That, 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 that's the meaning. Some people say, some people say, they talked about that, that women were too, that's when they were too sort of authoritative, dominated, dominated over their men. There are several, several like that, but it cannot mean, take first what it does not mean. It cannot mean women should not be ministers in church. It cannot mean that. It cannot mean that. It cannot mean that. So go and now look for what it could likely mean. But don't use Paul to say women should not talk in church as a minister in church. But people say it, and they have women leading in choir, but women cannot preach. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They can sing in choir, but they cannot preach. As how does that make sense to you? Amen. Yeah. They can even lead prayer, but they cannot teach. Ah, ah, okay. Do you understand? Amen. Mm-hmm. That's not for me. Ancient words. Ever true, God of the heavens, changing me and changing you. I have come with open heart. All that the ancient words. So, is anybody that wants to that wants to meet Jesus? You have come to the end of your struggle. You are tired of the confusion of living life on your own on your own account. You want to meet Jesus. Just talk to him in a moment. Just talk. He hears you. Just talk to him. Talk to him, you know, as best as you can. That God, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Come right now and fix me. Just talk to him, okay? Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk, just talk to him. Talk to him and fix me. Come and fix me. Come into my life. I want you as Lord and Savior. Just talk to him. If you are being real with him, he's real with you. If you are real with him, he's real with you. If you are real with him, he's real with you. If you are real with him, he's real with you. Father, thank you. Thank you. So, if right now you just made that prayer, and Father Christ into your life, help us do this, okay? Send us a mail so we can help you understand what you have done. Send a mail to info thisgreenchurch.org info at thisgreenchurch.org Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you because we grow in knowledge of you. We grow in knowledge of you. We grow in knowledge of you. We understand you better and better. In the name of Jesus, we are rooted and grounded in love. We are established in the faith. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.